welcome to the Renew Cast. Hey, this is Dave. Today on the Renew Cast, what is love part two? And with me in the studio is Mackenzie and Karina. Here's a little snippet. It's obvious that we cover up vulnerability in our culture. And that is maybe one of the biggest roadblocks to having these deeper relationships. So I think it would be good for us to discuss, especially in high school, how do we avoid some of these things that prevent vulnerability and how do we strive to actually be people who are vulnerable? What's up, girls? Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good. We are here on, uh, it's a Monday morning, it's President's Day, and so you are off school, and it's 9.30 in the morning, and you are here hanging out with me. How awesome is that? Pretty awesome. Good. (laughs) How's your morning been so far? Haven't had much of a morning yet. It's 9.30. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are in part two of our What is Love series that we uh, did at Renew. And last week I talked with Elise about uh, the different types of relationships that we have with people. That there are, there's this surface level relationship and Elise talked a little bit about how high schoolers tend to uh, be drawn to people that might make them look better. So I I'll date somebody because, yeah, I like that person, but it's also kind of this status symbol for me. So my friends can look at me and see that, oh, I have this great life. I have this cool person in my life. And so we talked a little bit about how that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's a challenge to be people who are in relationships that help make us better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, The question then that we're asking today is, how do we do that? How do we have these deeper, more significant types of relationships? The way to do that is, I think, is to be vulnerable. When we're in a relationship, uh, if I'm vulnerable with that person, then there's something deeper there than just what's on the surface. Vulnerability, though, is a very difficult thing to do. It's a very scary thing to do. So in the message, At Renew, I talked a little bit about how I think we're afraid to do that. I think the reason why we we seek out these more surface-level relationships is because we're afraid to be vulnerable. And I think everybody in the room agreed with me. So, let's talk about that then. My question for you to start this off is, what does it mean to be vulnerable? What do you think? I think that vulnerability is being able to expose your weakness to someone. Like knowing that you're going through a tough situation and that you need help and being able to talk to someone else about it. Like knowing that that's your weakness, that's your tough spot and sharing that with other people. Yeah. I think vulnerability is you have to be completely honest with yourself. And when you have a problem with someone, you have to have, you have to put your part into it too. Yeah, like acknowledge 
what I've done in the relationship to contribute to the problem. Yeah. Which that's really deep stuff. Like how do you actually, Mackenzie, like you were saying too, how do you say I am going to admit my weakness and allow others to speak into that weakness? I mean, don't you feel like people... I mean, not just high schoolers, adults alike, we get so defensive when somebody says, hey, here's a problem I have with you. And we just want to like throw up our guard and say, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm good. Weakness means I have to kind of admit that I'm not good. I did something bad to contribute to the problem. Karina, I like what you're saying. What are some of the ways that you think we prevent vulnerability from happening a lot of the times when I'm like being vulnerable with people I don't do it in a necessarily good way so like I say important things that need to be said in a really blunt way to kind of play it off as a joke in the hopes that people will recognize that I'm not necessarily doing okay Hmm. making jokes to cover up our insecurities is I think I think a lot of us do that also I think people they also get angry Mm. and um, try to hide those emotions and instead of getting sad about it, you get mad Mm. and completely block out everything. So sometimes my anger could be a way that I'm avoiding the real stuff, avoiding being vulnerable with somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are probably lots of things like that. We joke about it, we get angry, we could probably think of other ways we cover up vulnerability. But I think the point is that it's obvious that we cover up vulnerability in our culture. And that is maybe one of the biggest roadblocks to having these deeper relationships. So I think it it would be good for us to discuss, especially in high school, how do we avoid some of these things that prevent vulnerability? And how do we strive to actually be people who are vulnerable? I think that a big factor in that is striving for just positive relationships. You can't be vulnerable with someone who isn't there for you, who isn't a beneficial person in your life. It's really easy to, I don't know, talk to people who are negative, who you know will support your negative decisions and stuff, but it's more important to talk to someone important like a youth leader or a parent about the types of things that you're feeling because they may go against you, but they'll help you more in the long run. Mm. That's a good point because I feel like what I've, what I've seen in youth ministry is that people don't really do that. Pushing people to have, you know, to pursue relationships where they can actually talk about positive things instead of focusing on just the negative. Like you're saying, we need to talk to youth leaders or parents or people who can help us be vulnerable. How do we do that instead of focus? How do you change that trend If everybody at your school is just kind of focusing on the negative and feeding off each other, building up this negativity instead of doing a 180 and and becoming somebody different. I feel like you need to have confidence in yourself and start changing part of that and saying, yes, I have confidence. I will. I can be vulnerable in front of this person. I'm going to trust, trust them. A couple, uh, a couple days ago, I was coming up to my coach because I've had some back issues since I started throwing discus. And instead of coming up to him, I've been playing it off. Like, oh yeah, I have pain, but it's not 
really there. So just kind of avoiding it. Yeah. And my coach videotaped me over and over again throwing the discus. I kept messing up, and I felt like I was never going to be the same because of my back. And he said to me, you can't just keep going until you break. That's what people do when they're old. Do what you can do and come back stronger. I really like that because right now I'm in the stage of getting stronger and also resting, and I'm not pushing myself, and I think I need to hear that from a coach. So how does that tie in with the thought then that I need to be just honest and real about what's going on in my life? I feel like it's been a couple of months since I started throwing discus, so it's been hurting for a while, and it was really hard for me to come up to my coach and say, oh, yeah, I'm hurting. Can you help me? And so what, what was the outcome? What was the result of you going to your coach? He understood. He didn't get mad at me. He understood what I was going through, and he was trying to fix it. So basically you being vulnerable about the concern that you had about you know your physical limitations resulted in something positive, right? You yes. had you, you learned something from it. You have had a better connection with your coach. Yeah. And now you get to the point where you actually broke your record, right? Yeah. So being vulnerable was was a very good step. Yeah. So why is it then before you went to your coach, maybe when, you know, the the months leading up to it when you're feeling it but you're having this hesitation, what was it that kept you from going to have that conversation? Part of me thought that he's not he's going to completely stop me from throwing. I overthought it. So there's some fear, maybe, yes. in there. Which, a lot of it. Which that's a whole other thing we could talk about, yeah. right? The, the fear of being vulnerable. That was really cool, Karina. Thank you for sharing. It's really important to have beneficial people in your life, and it is scary to confront them. But once you do, it benefits you overall, and you realize that like it wasn't really something to be scared of in the first place. I actually have a story about that because... I used to have like really severe depression um, and I was self-harming and stuff and it just wasn't good. And I was terrified to death of talking to an adult, absolutely terrified. And I had a friend who kept berating me to finally do it. And I met with my youth leader for coffee and just told her everything that was going on. And she told me that I had to talk to my mom about it and I was terrified. And I met with my mom and my youth leader and we just sat down and talked it out. And she said, I understand, like, we can get you on medication, we can talk to a therapist, anything you need. Hmm. And it was just absolutely amazing. And I had been so scared about it for so long. And once I actually talked to an adult, someone who could be constructive, and, and now I'm healing and I'm better now. It's crazy how there's actually support from the people who love us. You know, we're kind of afraid of those people. We're afraid to admit what we're feeling. But when we do, there's actually help there and we become better people because of it. One of the biggest support systems in your life is the church and your friends around you. And you just have to, you have to be real about the relationships in your life and realize like, hey, my friends kind of egg me on to do not so good things. Or like, hey, this person kind of went against me, but you know what, they were right about the situation and maybe I should be closer with that person. 
Yeah. And you just need to be really real about the people in your life so that you can have a strong support system when things don't go well. This is good stuff. These are good stories. You both have given an example of a way that you were vulnerable, putting you on the spot here. What would you say to somebody who is in this place of, I'm happy being in a negative relationship or just kind of hanging out with my friends who are not encouraging me to be better. I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I'm afraid to go have that conversation with somebody like what you guys have shared. What's something you would say to them that might challenge them to be brave and go share what they're feeling with that adult in their life? Be real with yourself, I think. Because if you're not real with yourself, you can't do half the things you can do in a normal life. I think for encouragement, I would just say, like, you come out stronger in the end. It's absolutely terrifying when you're going through the process of talking to someone who may actually benefit your life and make you do a 180, and you don't know whether it's going to be for the better or for the worse, but you definitely come out on top every single time if it's really the right person. And if that person is the right person, that person's going to learn a lot more about you and what you're going through, and they're going to understand. Maybe you're saying there's a right person, which might mean there's a wrong person, right? So there is the risk of telling something to somebody who doesn't help you or twists it in a negative way and, and says something bad about you. So maybe there's something to, I need to learn how to trust people and I need to learn how to find the people that I can trust. Do you have any thoughts? Well, like we were saying earlier, you know, you have to be real about the relationships in your life and realize which ones are going to actually help you in the end. If you have a friend who knows that you're doing negative things and you kind of know deep down that they're not so good and they're encouraging you to keep doing them, you have to be real with yourself and realize that they're not good. I used to have a friend who would always engage in just really not so good things. They would be rebellious with their parents. They'd drink a lot. They'd smoke a lot. And I was like, well, this person's my friend. You know, I have to be there for them. Until I got to the point where I finally realized this person is encouraging me to be negative. This person is encouraging me to do bad things. And I just can't have that in my life anymore. Mm. And a weight has been lifted off my shoulders since that relationship ended. There's also the other person where they are real with you too. They're real. They tell you advice, but they also point things out that you might be doing wrong too. And you have to accept that. One thing that ties into that is loving yourself. Loving yourself and waking up in the morning saying it's going to be a good day instead of a horrible day and making someone smile. Mackenzie was talking about it's hard to love yourself, right? She went through some of this depression, this stuff that a lot of us go through. So how do you wake up and love yourself, but also be real with some of the, the, the difficulty of life? Not being fake. Not having that fake smile all day and just go out there, be real, and be true to yourself. I like what you're saying, waking up in the morning and having a, a positive attitude yeah. instead of focusing on you know, the negativity, but at the same time being real with the people in your life. And that's how you grow with them. I think what's most important is being able to recognize that things in your life aren't necessarily the best, but that you have a good support system and people that will love you no matter what, and realizing that 
even if things aren't good, it's not the end of the world, you know? Yeah, there's, there's hope. Also, when you love yourself, and I mean all of you, you don't worry so much if someone else doesn't. And you're less afraid of rejection, and you step right into the place of openness. Not being afraid of rejection. That's, that's a huge point. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Not worrying about having to impress somebody because we're afraid of them rejecting us or we want to look good in front of our friends. But loving yourself helps you be somebody who says, you don't like me, you're not okay with me, that's fine. I am going to instead focus on the people in my life who accept me for who I am. They lift me up, they help me be a better person. I, I kind of still feel like, okay, so how do we go do this? It's, it's a really tough thing to do, but just talking about it like we have today is, is the first step to actually going out and living this way. So thanks for joining the conversation. I, I encourage you to continue the conversation with your, your peers and at Renew. Let's create a place where we're vulnerable with each other. Are you, are you all for that? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being on the Renew cast. Anytime. Glad to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. If you have thoughts or questions you'd like to share with us about today's episode or life in general, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at daveh at mpclife.org. If you couldn't comprehend that, it is also in the show notes, so check it out there. Up next week on the RenewCast, we will be talking about high school camp in Big Bear, sharing a little bit of our story. Talk to you then. Yeah.